Hello and welcome to the RylaCast, the official podcast of Camp Ryla, Rotary District 5810. My name is Greg Tupper. The man sitting next to me, virtually, like spiritually, <laughs> is the man, my co-host for the evening is the man they call Josie Andrew Utz. Thank you, Greg. That's that's the uh, the best compliment I think you've ever paid me. Thank you for that. Sitting honor. sitting next to me spiritually, spiritually, spiritually. Our our spirits are bonded here on this on this Rylacast on episode whatever. We'll put it in the title. I'm not <laughs> looking it up. You can't make me. I'm already recorded this. Uh, this is the Rylacast, the official podcast, Camp Ryla Rotary District 50 at 10. We do thank you for spending a little bit of your day with us. Coming up here in just a little bit, we talked with Liberty Sailors about how that's her real name. And also, uh, we talked about how um, she's got some twin. She's got a twin sister, but mostly we talked about uh, her Rila story and archaeology, um, and why Indiana Jones actually secretly sucks. We will uh, get into that with Liberty Sailors coming up here in just a little bit. Before we get into this, um, uh, permission to tell a brief kid story because it's on my brain. Uh, permission granted. So uh, folks may know that our oldest, we have two boys and our uh, our oldest son, uh, Hank, is four and a half. And uh, Hank likes to read, you know, like that nerd. And um, and so tonight he was reading at um, he was reading a book with mom before bed. And he um, and he it was a library book and he looked at it and somebody had like written in the book. And I think what happened was the library probably bought a used book that had like a sticker in there with somebody's name on it. Mm -hmm. And he was like, Oh no, like, should we take this out? And my wife being a teacher and just kind of understanding how libraries were going to be like, no, 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 it's okay. Like, don't worry about it. The, the, the library probably wants it to, uh, to be there. Um, and she's like, and he like, couldn't fathom this. He's like, so that's going to be there forever. And she's like, yeah, you know, we'll probably just leave it there. And then, and then he goes, even when the earth burns up in the sun. <laughs> and, and I was not prepared to conceive of the heat death of the universe with my son over a library book. Um, caught me off guard. Gotta be, gotta be honest. Had had you had you well don't leave us hanging how how'd you recover from the uh my wife my wife who is my wife who is obviously much smarter than I am she goes yes even then but she I think she did say something like I think at that point the library probably wouldn't care which <laughs> is true probably bigger fish Perfect. to fry like Perfect. you know the annihilation of earth <laughs> um, it was it was a real he's been big into the he's been big into space he's been big into like the planets. Mm. And like he read in one of his space books that like, you know, 16 billion years from now, like the sun's going to burn out or something like, I don't know, like the, right. the, the we're probably done in like 16 billion years. And like, that's been kind of stuck in his head now. It's like, ah, well, is that like, cause, cause he also, the other, the other rich part of this is that he has no concept of time. <laughs> He does not know five minutes means nothing to him, which I'm sure with you with party P you understand that. Yes. Distinctly. Yes. Oh yeah. Yeah. That is, that is amazing. 16 billion years. Oh, so is that like next Tuesday? Is that like, so am I going to school or what? <laughs> right. <laughs> which, which one's going to happen first? <laughs> anyway, shout out to my kid. Um, all right. Uh, Josie, I've got the, I've got the big segment today. Uh, do you, let me, let me ask you, 
Do you subscribe oh. to like email newsletters? I I do. I've I have a I have a condition where I subscribe to more newsletters than I can read at a regular mm-hmm. basis. So I, yeah, but yes, yes, I do. It does feel like the natural um, replacement to the news to like the morning newspaper, mm-hmm. um, because we all want to wake up and read something to kind of get our minds going, but we don't want to like it. Just needs to be in a bite sized kind of manner or in a way that we can take it at our own pace, and um, which is uh, sad because I have a newspaper journalism degree, uh, but it it it, it the, I do subscribe to a lot of newsletters and I find myself reading one and one of them I subscribe to is just it's called uh, I will recommend it. it's called the week ahead it's by Shift. Um, you know, try shift.com is where it is, but so we can, it basically just gives you like, uh, 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 five minutes of like, um, just news and notes and interesting links from around the, the, um, the, the internet. And so you'll have to forgive me if yesterday morning I received an email, I got, I got home from my run and I, Popped open the old phone. And I was just scrolling through, checking, make sure I didn't have any pressing emails over the night. And you'll have to stop. You'll have to forgive me if I was stopped dead in my tracks by this headline. Don't give 100% at work. Okay. Let me tell you. Subscribe. Instant subscribe right there. You, say less. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> so it did. If you if you dig into it, it does go to um, a an an article um, about about the, the idea of maximum effort. And so one of the things that I think we've we've talked about a number of times in this podcast, and I think run, like is very real in our world is burnout. We get a lot of people who are burning real hot, real fast, and then they, they kind of crash out. Um, and I do, I'm of the belief, I think as I've gotten old, not older, just old. Um, I'm of the belief that grind culture, which is this like you always got to be grinding type thing, is really toxic. Mm-hmm. And and I think I'm I think I'm and I used to subscribe to that in a big way. Like, gotta work, just gotta keep working, gotta keep grinding. And I'm just like, that's for the birds. I don't want to do that. Um, that sucks. Um, yeah. and so that's another reason why this caught my eye. And basically, it's a it's an article by a gentleman named Greg McCown. And he is, who are you, dude? Um, he is, uh, he's an author. He's written a number of books, it looks like. Um, he's the founder of the Essentialism Academy. Thanks, Greg. Mm. Anyway, but he makes the point that the idea of peak performance, and I would say not just at work, but everywhere, the idea of peak performance is if you put in maximum effort, you're going to get maximum results. Right. That's what we've always right. been told. You're going to get what you put in or you're going to get out what you put in. Um, but there's a downside to that, which is if you're going full steam ahead at all times, you're going to burn out really quickly. Mm-hmm. And so what he suggests, there's research actually that suggests that it doesn't it, it actually doesn't work that way um, and that maximum effort in the end, you're going to get less on on balance. You might get more quicker, but you're going to get less over the over the long haul. So he suggests the 85% rule, okay? The 85% okay. rule, which I would say rather counterintuitively suggests that to reach your maximum output, you need to refrain from giving maximum effort. Do not go full go all the time. Uh, in operating at 100% effort 
all the time results in burnout and ultimately less optimal results. The precise number of 85% maybe just be a rule of thumb, but it is a good rule of it's a good rule of thumb and it's helpful to get people there. And I feel that in a very big way because mm-hmm. I I do feel like there are I think we've all had times, whether it's in school, whether it's in 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 our job, where we are giving a hundred percent and we feel like we're going, going, going for this long stretch. And then you take a look and you're like, you you like you take a step back and you go, Oh, uh, what did that get me? That got me feeling terrible. <laughs> that got right. me feeling that got me ready to quit like ready to quit. And so I like the idea of 85% because it does feel like you're going most of the way. You're giving a lot, but at the same time, that is also going to be the kind of thing that will allow you to take into account like personal time and take into account personal health or like mental health. Um, He gives a couple of um, ways to build a high performing team without burning people out. One of them is to another one one is to create a done for the day time okay Okay. which is hey no matter what even if it's 7 p.m we're done put your phone down don't check your email go take care of what you need to take care of um the 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 done for the day thing um another question he suggests you ask i like this how am i making your work more stressful than it needs to be i'm gonna steal that Uh, yeah yeah good no, no, I, I feel like I feel like the, the flip side is like, how can I help you? You know, what yeah. can I do to help you? But now you're attacking it from the how am I making this worse for you? Yes. I, I really like that. Well, and I also think that there is a certain level of like personal accountability with that. Do you know what I mean? Of mm-hmm. like if they are um, like if you are um, giving like you, you say how and what can I do? There's a there's a, a certain level of like, what can I do? What can, you know, what can I, the person who's theoretically over you, what can I do to help and how can I adjust things to make it so that your life is a little bit better? Um, The other thing, he also uses the 85%. Um, He he says, encourage 85% right decisions in the sense of if you're looking for a perfect decision, you're not going to, you're never going to find it and you're going to end up burning, burning people out. So Finding a decision that's 85% right, that kind of takes unnecessary pressure off of people, you know, that, okay. that hey, we've got a good answer. We talked about that before. I think we talked about this a couple podcasts ago about how, like, if you leave something alone and come back to it, you'll like, you'll be able to, you'll be able to have better ideas. I like mm-hmm. the idea of just being okay with an 85% right situation. Like, and, and, you know, you've heard me say, like, don't let good be the enemy of perfect. I say that uh, a lot. Yeah. Um Watch out for high pressure language like ASAP, need, and urgent. Uh, and then, and I'm big in, I, I like this a lot. I like this a lot. End meetings 10 minutes early. Okay. So okay. don't, okay. So don't schedule like an off time meeting and take the whole time and yeah. 10 minutes early. Okay. If you can be, if, if you could be any kind of manager, he writes, be the kind who ends the meeting early, which you want to talk about like, if you want to talk about if I'm at work, right, mm-hmm. or you are or you are at um, at school, let's say you're in school and you're going to class 
and class gets let out 10 minutes early. It's an hour class and it gets let out done after 50 minutes. Do you want to talk about like an instant burst and an instant jolt? Yes. That is like, that's a, that's a very, very small like thing that you can do to like improve the people's lives, like improve people's lives around you. I like the idea of like saying like, oh, this means going till 315 and then be like 305, be like, we're done. Yeah. So anyway, uh, I, it was an email that caught my eye and that the headline is to build a top performing team, ask for 85% effort. Uh, but the, uh, the, the headline that caught my eye was don't give a hundred percent at work, which <laughs> again, say less. I can do that. Um, thanks Greg. Oh, that's a, that's a great article. There you go. Great yeah. Newsletter. I did some reading, subscribe to a newsletter, subscribe to a newspaper, please buy a magazine. Buy my magazine. Um, anyway, support print media. Uh, that's enough from me. Let's get on to the real star of the show. A little earlier today, we caught up with our friend Liberty Sailors. Here's our conversation with Liberty Sailors here on the Rylecast. Oh, Josie. Oh, Greg. Uh, we've been we've been on the phone once again trying to book big time guests for the Rylecast, and and once again we've come up aces. Um, let's go to the hotline and let's go to the state capital. I believe is Austin the capital of the state. Yeah. Okay. Good. Coming to us from the state capital, uh, where she and the governor live. She is our good friend, Liberty Sailors. Hi, Liberty. Hi, thanks for uh, having me. <laughs> oh, before we get into anything, we booked you for this podcast. And then before we came on the air, you told us that you have notes. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I was, I was, I had to be prepared. I had to is know that, what I'm talking about. Is, is that how you, I'm not trying to call you out or anything because I think that's really admirable. Uh, is that how you like, uh, what's the word I'm looking for? Is that how you like process stressful situations? Oh yeah, absolutely. You know how many lists I make in a day? It's unreal. Wow. I make so many lists. So I needed to like fully process, like just think about all the words I might say. I might not say them all, but you know, at least I'm prepared. So what you're saying is that this podcast is partially scripted? It's not like scripted. It's more like <laughs> improvised. Like you get like a prompt and then you just run with it. Mm -hmm. So okay. it's you know the theater kid in me needing I, a little, I, I like a little mm -hmm. So I I know this is this podcast is about liberty, but uh, if I can jump on a soapbox real quick, your your notes reminded me. I went in um, for a job interview, and it it was like the second round. I had to meet. It's from it was for the the current job I currently have, which um, you know exciting that it worked out. But working on the railroad. Working all on the railroad day. all the live long day. Um, the the guy I was interviewing with was like, hey, you're going to be working um, closely with this person. I want you to go to lunch with her and just make sure you guys are a good fit. And so I was like, I can't show up empty handed and I'm not a list guy. And so I brought a notebook thinking like I look like if you walk down the street and you see somebody with a notebook, you're like, they know what they're doing, right? Mm. So we're at lunch and I've got my notebook and I have not opened it the entire lunch and I get done and I'm like, all right, I don't have any questions. And uh, she was like, why don't you open your notebook there and see what you wrote down? And I was like, that's a great idea. 
and I opened my empty notebook and I was ah, like, yeah. Uh, yeah, here's one question I forgot to ask. So I, I applaud you, Liberty, for having something written down in your notebook. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's my that's my life story. Um, don't be like me. Be like Liberty. Um, so, Liberty, we'll just get th- get things kicked off. Um, tell us about your Ryla story. Okay, um, so I was a camper in 2018, so pre-COVID. Um, I really loved camp, but I'll tell you my first impression of camp first because, you know, everyone gets, like, the run-in, gets to everything. But my the actual, like, core memory I have from camp was I walked into the girls' cabin for Cabin 5, and our my counselor, Kat, she was completely silent. She didn't talk to us the entire time. She only talked to the first person, and then it was, like, a train, and, like, they had to, like, the next person had to teach the next person what to do, and it was the craziest experience of my life. This just, like, woman who's supposed to be my counselor just, like, ignoring us the whole time. Um it was a great plan because we bonded really well after that. Like all us girls were like really close, but that was my first impression of camp. Love Kat. She's amazing. Um, but then, so I, I was bought into it right then. And then, so one of the things I brought to camp was just so I could like get people to like open up conversations. Cause I like talking to people. I brought a bag of spicy skittles and you say you don't think those are a real thing but you have to look them up because they are real and they made spicy starburst i don't think they like actually make them anymore but i brought a bag of spicy skittles and Uh i would go up to people and be like hey have you ever tried spicy skittles before (laughs) and of course they haven't because it sounds crazy it sounds insane um so that was how I made conversations and like kind of got into camp. But those are my core memories from camp. But aside from that, um, my aside from those fun things, my camper year was actually super stressful. I had a rough time, surprisingly. Um, I was a part of cabin five. And at the time, during my camper year, the way the girls cabin and the boys cabin like bonded was we wanted to win everything um mm-hmm. we wanted to win cabin cup we wanted to do these things so like the expectation to win was like super high um and i was a part of the theater committee and you know theater committee love it we we didn't have a lot of time to like hone in our skits and so i was like really stressed the whole week I was a little ball of like nervous energy the whole time. And I had this like weighing expectation on me the whole time. I was like, oh my God, if we do not win this, if we do not win theater night, I will lose cabin cup for my cabin. They're going to be so disappointed in me. I just don't want to fail. Spoiler alert. We failed really hard. (laughs) Um, But (laughs) (laughs) thankfully my cabin despite us failing, which I think we definitely learned and bonded from that. um, They were very supportive. And although I had a rough time, I definitely came out with some really good friends through my cabin. And we were just very bonded through that. And I was so grateful for the support and the love. And 
So that was my stressful week, but I was very grateful and honored to come back on advisory and, and be an ACA the next year where I immediately lost my voice the first day. Um, I remember that. <laughs> like I, like, like I, with all due respect, Liberty, if you want to talk about the person who is like, it would be the most devastating for them to lose their voice. <laughs> like, like making a, <laughs> making a short list. It's like me and you. Yeah, it was, it was a rough time. I'm sure we had like so many conversations. Like I remember like sitting by you at lunch, I think one time and just being like, this is really hard. <laughs> like I was like whisper talking the whole time. So, you know, it was, it was very difficult, but you know, it's Ryla. So we have to find other ways to communicate and still have a fun time at Ryla. Um, had fun nonetheless. And then had a little hiatus and came back this year um, to be on like staff staff for the first time, which was fun and interesting to like take a little peek behind the curtain and actually did the theater committee. And that was, that was a lot of fun. So that's kind of my whole story timeline. So, so I'm interested because you did kind of um, you were back at camp for the first time since 2019 and, and obviously gestures broadly happened of 2020, 2021. Um, what was, what was your experience like, just like personally coming back to camp this year, um, in a new role and after, you know, four years, what, what was, what was that like for you? Um, mostly I was really nervous. Um, as you can tell, I like to be prepared and, you know, camp seemed like I hadn't been there for a couple of years. So I was like, I don't remember the schedule. I don't remember what I'm supposed to do, but now I'm supposed to like come up with like a curriculum and like facilitate conversations. And I was like trying to get like back into like the Ryla groove and trying to understand how to like kind of be that way. So most mostly I was nervous, but very excited because I, you know, just graduated I'm trying to figure out what I want to do and Ryla has been a very like central point of my life it was definitely like a turning point for me so coming back kind of was like oh like full circle moment like I felt content yeah especially since my ACA year was right before I started college and then I came right after I graduated college so it was definitely like a full circle moment and I was very grateful to be a part of the staff again because you know it's a whole it's a whole other ball game but I I just loved the camp and was so excited and nervous and I was excited to see everyone like Shelby I love her mm -hmm. we were in the cabin together and I hadn't seen her in like four years so it was just a great time and I was so happy to be a part of it again <laughs> Uh, you're muted. Caught it, I caught Jersey. it. Caught it. Mm. Oh man! Try, I'm not try editing that it. out either. You I know, know I, you're, you can't make me do work just by know, like screwing I, up the technical side of it. I saw you lean forward, and I was like, I, I, I got to get to it before he, <laughs> before he announces to the world I'm muted. Um, yeah. So, uh, quite the quite the power group you had there, um, cabin five in 2018. Um, 
So you alluded to it, graduating college. So, so what are you up to now or, or now what's next of the, the scary word of, of after college, what are you up to? Um, so I graduated with an archeology span degree of all degrees. Um, so very, it's very niche. So it's not that difficult, but you kind of have to go to grad school for like the big research things. So eventually I will make my way to grad school gonna take a couple years off but right now I'm applying to um like like CRM archaeology jobs which is just kind of like base like you go and like search the the land and see if there's any cool things in it if we need to dig there um those things and just kind of getting into like introduction field technician jobs so that's what I'm looking at now um just and if I don't find that, we will see where life takes me. Want to kind of travel abroad, maybe. So I have a lot of options there. <laughs> well, but. you're 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 uh, really frustratingly young. Um, so you know, for for the old <laughs> the old dudes on this podcast, uh, to, to compared to us, um, you are okay. Just a, a quick aside. Do you just like love the Indiana Jones movies? See, I was actually going to talk about this in a little bit but i i do like the indiana jones movies but the only issue i have with indiana jones is he's so destructive all the time okay he's very destructive and like sometimes i'm like i watch them i'm like that's an important site right there you know how much information we could have gotten from that like but like that rock that you just it just like crushed everything you know like i'm just there's so much history that could have been, you know, but also he sells all his artifacts to the British Museum and we don't like the British Museum. Yeah, so. mm, I did. I did know that. Um, OK, so one thing I'm interested in from kind of your your leadership style perspective and and because like I feel like like I'm wired similarly. You mentioned that you like to talk and like you are. Uh, somebody who is very um, friendly and you're very like outgoing and you are very extroverted. Uh, I think the theater part of it kind of fits in perfectly with that. I'm interested in how you handle situations where maybe being extroverted is not the, the like not the tool you need to pull out of your tool belt and like how maybe Ryla has helped you with that type of that type of adjustment. Yeah, I, um, this past year, I was actually, a, like, president of, like, a theater org on UT campus, which actually helped me a lot kind of hone that skill. Uh, I mean, Ryla, during, like, Round Robins, I think, was the time where I was, I had to, like, step back a lot and learn not to talk <laughs> and, like, let mm. other people. So, Round Robins really honed that in for me, um, but in, like, the org and everything, I had to like take a step back and know that I couldn't offer solutions to everything. I don't have all the answers. I can't give everyone all the answers. So I definitely had to just like, it's going to sound really bad, but had to learn to listen a little bit more and like just be empathetic to people's situations, which I try to be in my daily life. But especially in a leadership position where everyone has so many ideas and so many things that they want to bring forth. That was 
especially in a theater org, a creative org, everyone has these ideas. And it was really eye-opening to me and just trying to listen. And yeah, I think the Rail and Robins really helped. And even whenever I was silent for most of the week in my ACA year, I think those really helped me kind of hone in that listening skill and just know that I didn't need to talk all the time. I like to talk, but I don't need to, not all the time. So <laughs> I don't know if that answered your question, but. <laughs> Perfectly. Absolutely. <laughs> um, so, so Liberty, I think, I don't know if, I think this was off air, but you said uh, you, you were an exclusive get uh, for this podcast. You know, I know you've, you've been keeping your options open and waiting for the right fit. We really appreciate you, you choosing, choosing this show, this rally cast, the official, what, what is it? What is it, Greg? The official podcast of Camp Rilo Rotary District 5810. Thank you. Uh, really appreciate your time today. Yeah, this, is a, this is a big debut for us. It really you know? is. Like we get, like we get, we get the we get opening night of Liberty Sailors. Yes. Um, and and now comes the time in in every interview where we offer you the floor, Liberty, to plug something. Um, it could be anything. It could be a series of things. Uh, but but the floor is yours. Okay. Um, I thought about this when I saw the email earlier and I had a lot of things going in my mind, but also none at the same time. And so there's a couple things. I would like to say that this summer is a great summer for movies. And this is like, I'm absolutely so excited. Are you, are you going to do, the- do the Barbie Oppenheimer double double dip? <laughs> Oh, of course I am. Of course I am. You go get brunch in the morning, you go see Oppenheimer, then you go get lunch with the besties, and then you see Barbie at night, and you close off the night with Barbie, because I'm so excited for that movie. I already have an outfit picked out and everything. That sounds really bad, but like, I... We're no, going that rocks. <laughs> yeah, I'm so it, excited. Is that outfit going to be your outfit for Oppenheimer in the morning? As yeah. well as, like I said, a whole day <laughs> outfit? No, so the Barbie fit is like really pink. So I might throw like a little blazer. <laughs> so so it might not might not fit the vibe of a movie about the creation of the most destructive weapon in world history. Yeah, you know, I might have to do an outfit change at lunch probably because it might not be appropriate for the Oppenheimer showing to be completely honest. But so, sorry to distract you. I just had to had to get that out. <laughs> no, it's a it, valid point. Honestly, mm-hmm. I I have to write that into the agenda for the day uh, just to make sure it happens. Um, but yeah, I have been uh, like, I mean, I was going to talk about the Indiana Jones movie. I haven't seen mm-hmm. it yet, right. but I, I've seen reviews about it and probably will see it. It's just a good, good summer of movies. Mm-hmm. If you saw Across the Spider-Verse, oh my goodness, mm-hmm. great movie. 10 out of 10 would recommend if you like comics and stuff but anyway that's my rant go watch movies this summer it's great um it's air, it, they're air conditioned exactly get out of the heat i think tomorrow it's supposed to be like 107 in austin or something mm. and i think that's crazy that's birds. insane mm. okay so finally liberty we're here with liberty sailors here on the rila cast um and and finally before we let you go um we need to address the elephant in the room which is um you're one of you're 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 on a short list. You're probably on my Mount Rushmore of names. 
like of people that I know. And I'm sure you get this a lot. I did have a friend whose name was Dudley Commander, which is presently number one on my, on my, on my, my, like, to be clear, you're chasing Dudley. Um, but I like, I have a silly name, right? Tepper's a silly name. You have an awesome name. What is it like going through life named Liberty Sailors? You know, I am very grateful that I was given that name because it makes me stick out in like the most random things. Like I'll like go to like an audition or something and they'll be like, I've been waiting for you all day. Your name is so cool. And I'm like, thank you. Um, That's exciting. Do I get the audition all the time? No, but I think it's fun. Um, And people like are more willing to like open up and talk to me if they're like it's a conversation starter and I love it so and I don't know if you know this Tep but I have a twin sister named Charity and an older sister named Destiny so we're like all all vibes yeah what so we're just so it's like you guys were all named after Frisco ISD high schools Oh, well, there is a Frisco Liberty. There's not a Frisco Charity and there's not a Frisco Destiny. But anyway, that but it, they're it, all, it, there's like independence and like, you know, all these all these uh, all these vibes, you know, um, it, that it, is amazing. It, Go ahead, Josie. So it's, it's like the real life Powerpuff Girls, I feel like. Oh, wow. Could you be digging up archaeological sites by day and um, cleaning up Indiana Jones uh, destruction by night yeah like stopping him <laughs> that sounds really cool i'm i'm so that you came up with that idea because i might steal it that's really I really good I, josie I all yours bubbles in a college production of the powerpuff girls so uh, it's it, just it, the war it's, it's all coming together <laughs> here and and it wouldn't have happened if you hadn't come on the rylacast liberty Thank you so much for your time. We appreciate it. And uh, we look forward to seeing what's next for you. Thank you. I'm so glad I was able to be on. You guys are awesome. There she is, Liberty Sailors, our guest here on this episode of the Rylacast. We sure appreciate her taking some time um, and talking with us about how uh, Indiana Jones, not a good archaeologist. No, no, he is not. Was no. not. Is not. Still cooking. He's got a movie out right Still now. Still cooking. That's right. That's right. He's got a movie out right now. Um. Anyway, we appreciate her, and we appreciate her courage to go see the Oppenheimer Barbie double dip. That's that's the cultural event of the season. Um. And now to bring us home, round and third, heading for home. We're waving him home. Maybe I'm watching the All Star Game. I can't vouch for that. Here's our good friend Andrew Josiah. Well, thank you, Greg. Um, yeah, and you said something at the end of the first segment that uh, I wanted to come back to. Um, big fan of print media. You know, I I have friends in in the print media, um, and I I think my I think the reason I subscribe to um, so many newsletters that it takes me forever to read is is if somebody's going to put something out there, I want to I want to show support to that person, um, and that's how we learn, right? And uh, and yeah, go buy your magazine. Um, I'm I guess high school football adjacent is what I'll call myself. I'm a subscriber. This Thanks, may sound man. like a like a Greg Tepper, um, you know, um, 
I'm, I'm building you up, but, uh, you know, you don't have to have a, a solid knowledge of something to subscribe to it. That's thanks, man. And and here I'm going to, I'm going to point my, my video conferencing camera up so you can see the roof of my house. You're helping to pay for that. So thank you. Perfect. Happy to help. Um, okay. So now, now, uh, something to leave you with the small segment. Um, I can't remember what we are naming it now, but we really did get away from the naming conventions. Um, early on, it was like something to like something to think about about, and then something to leave you with something to leave you with. Yeah. We just started being like big segment, small segment. <laughs> We've just really started mailing this bad boy in. Anyway, go on. We just we like to introspectively, you know, look at where we're at and where we want to go and make sure we make updates as needed. Um, always don't be afraid to 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 make some changes. Mm-hmm. Um, that's what this podcast's about. Agreed. Um, so I'm a big fan of music, Greg. And I don't know if you know where this is going, but this podcast um corresponds to a uh, a recent release of speak now taylor's version uh the latest in taylor swift's re-recording of her albums mm-hmm. um and i'm i'm always interested in in um taylor swift leadership tie-ins um she was a, a formative part of my youth and um shout out the the ts freaks uh texting group we have on the side that's a story for another time um but uh this album came out 13 years ago and and i think music tells a, a story um and no matter what kind of music or you are very interested in what i have to say i am like very interested in on every word i'm uh, very interested and and i i think it's I find it fascinating that, you know, the the songs that, that came out in 2010 when I was in college um, now mean different things to me 13 years later um, as an old, old, mm-hmm. not older, just as an old trying to mm-hmm. hang with with the youths. Um, and I I think that uh, that someone like Taylor Swift has had incredible staying power. And if and if we want to talk about, um, you know, ways to develop yourself and and you know throw yourself into and we can you know debate kind of um how she got to where she is but you know work honing your craft um building your brand um i think taylor swift has a lot of of things that that people can look into um and and one thing that uh i'll I'll peel back the curtain a little bit um you know you and i messaged uh, back and forth about the ability that she has to reproduce music that she already wrote and sold mm-hmm. many years ago to the same audience and a new audience, if not bigger than when she originally released the, Oh, I don't think there's any doubt bigger than when she originally released. Yeah. And, and I, I find, I find that fascinating that, um, and I, I, you know, people may be struggling to find the the leadership tie in here, but um, you know, I I think the focus is to you know build your brand, up your game. The story behind why she's re releasing the music, I think, is is a, a rallying cry that people get behind and want to support an individual, um, regardless of how famous that individual is or was before. Um, you know, she owns her own music now, um, and I just think over the last couple of years she's grown and that growth has been 
outwardly facing just given her her fame and and the spotlight that she's in and um i don't know i just think it's it's a fascinating story um of just how you know it, it's had me look back on where i was you know 13 years ago in my life and and the goals and things that i had set out there have changed a little bit. Um, I'm much happier now than, than, uh, you know, I'm, I'm happy with where I am compared to where I started. And I just think hmm. that, um, that we all need to take some time and just, uh, look at where you've been, look at where you're going and and where you want to be. Measure your growth. Absolutely. Measure your growth. Mm-hmm. Um, so because I'm a jerk, um, <laughs> I did make a, 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 a tweet about it, about that exact thing, about how, um, about how you, you've got to respect the hustle of Taylor Swift to sell the same, the same songs, uh, you know, like, like re record them. And, um, two of our friends, two mutual friends of ours, mm-hmm. whom to be clear, I love and are among my favorite, very favorite people, um, definitely scolded me. <laughs> that tweet. I definitely, I definitely caught it like a, a caught one on the jaw for that one. Uh, oh, thou shalt man. not. Thou shalt not besmirch the name of our Taylor. Um, I, I get it. I get it now. I understand the story. I have my own thoughts on it, which I've explained to them. But that's that's good. I'm 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 happy for her. It does seem like she's a pretty genuine person, which is nice. Um, you know, you like to see good things happen to good people. But uh, yeah, that's that's very good. Yeah, I think there's a there's a lesson there in, in just measuring your growth and 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 looking for signposts and of those signposts like taking an opportunity to understand where you know where where you where you are and where you've been so all right that's good thanks josie thanks greg um all right that's gonna do it for us i don't know if we have any podcast announcements we have any podcast business any old business should we do robert's rules of order completely out of order (laughs) all old business old business then new business um i think what i can tell you is to go to the website rila5810.org um and check out all the goodness we've got on that bad boy um and yeah i would invite you to uh to uh rate this podcast comment on this podcast Mm -hmm. and tell a friend about this podcast and here with an antiquated way of telling a friend about the podcast is josie Yes. Thank you, Greg. Um, one thing that I don't think has been seen uh, for s- quite some time, but it was really prominent in the late 1800s was the heliograph device. The and I'm not heliograph. Not sure if you're familiar with this, but it has a, I, I believe it, it's, it's a, it's very uh, topical for uh, the Oppenheimer Barbie um, doubleheader here. Oh yeah. But um, the the heliograph redirects beams of sunlight, sometimes moonlight, at distant points using mirrors and a keying system to interrupt the signal. Uh, and the flashes correspond to Morse code, um, but could be sent as quick as 12 to 15 words a minute. Um, and, and we're talking like great distances here, like 25 miles apart, typically. Um, the most distance ever covered is 183 miles. Wow. Yeah. And so what I'm, what I'm getting at here is, you know, Austin, Austin's probably pushing that 183 pretty close. Um, but we've got, we have Ryla, Ryla alum all over the world even. Mm -hmm. And so, um, as you're telling a friend via Morse code, using this heliograph device to listen to the Ryla cast, Mm -hmm. just, 
aim if you're in the DFW area, aim in any direction. And within 183 miles, I bet you'll get you'll hit uh, hit you'll a find Rila a, a Rylarian for sure. Yeah. Like you can't throw a rock around here without hitting one. Exactly. Um, okay. Great. Thanks for listening to the podcast, everybody. And Josie, thanks for your courage. Thanks, Greg. Talk to you next time on the Rylacast. <laughs>